0: Now here's your host Ken Roshan.
1: Well, good morning. This is Ken Roshan here in the lovely cold area of DC. I left Miami this past weekend, and I'm with my co-host Andrea Adams Miller with the Red Carpet Connection. The show is sponsored, of course, by Big Events USA and the Keep Smiling Movement. So we are excited to have two amazing guests, Gil Kingsbury and Ernesto Verdugo, two powerhouses who know how to put on events and pack the house. But most importantly bring the best uh, speakers in America to the world. They are just amazing at creating a lot of good content for their speakers, giving the social proof, and unleashing them the world so they can be more powerful. So how are you, Andrea?
2: I am hunky-dory. I'm actually in the middle of Pennsylvania heading to uh, the Baltimore, D.C. area for some great events this next couple days, and I've been following up with a lot of great uh, clients that uh, we've been working with from past events, so it looks like it's going to be a great year for a lot of people.
1: Cool. Well, I know we were uh, anticipating with our Cameo guest, uh, Anna Pereira and Sherry Elise, that they would be on, but they are actually in a different time zone than I thought, so they will not be joining us, but since I was at the event, I can at least speak to what they created because it was phenomenal. It was uh, the Soccer X Conference, and they came up with this idea of having a wellness zone and bringing all their, well, some of their top speakers. They have, I think, 3,500 people in their wellness universe, so they brought some amazing speakers, learned a lot about uh, high-performance products that you can use to Uh, legally enhance your performance and it was just very informative i i was i was very very impressed with how they combine this with soccer x and i look forward to being a part of soccer x next year
2: yeah looking at the schedule and looking at what they do uh with their business soul ventures and with the world universe uh looks like uh, you know they've reached out and changed the lives of over eight hundred thousand people so quite a great outreach that they're doing there
1: Yes, I got to work with uh, Getty. They had three Getty photographers there. and Boy, I'll tell you, they have quite a regiment, and they're like machines. So I finally was working with someone that I could say, wow, this is is how we play at the big time. And, of course, they cover the Olympics and every single big event there is in the world. So ever hopeful that the Umbrella Syndicate will get quite uh, impactful at, at Getty. Getty's impressive.
2: Great. Well, I've always thought you were a fabulous photographer, and from all the great reviews that you've gotten over from so many people over the years, over what what are you up over 100 and or I mean uh, 957 five-star reviews? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're going. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, uh, for th- for Christmas, I am going to ask for another forty-seven five-star reviews so I can just have an even thousand, and then I'm going to tell. Sounds
2: like a great idea.
1: <laughs> I will write another I th- review. I just want I think a thousand I even.
2: think Santa might be able to make that come true.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's bring on our first guest. I've met Gail at a previous event. It was a mastermind with Mark Harris in Florida. So, why don't you introduce her?
2: I will. I met. Gail in 2011, myself, and she has played a central role in the U.S. seminar industry since 1988, when she went to work for Brian Tracy in Solano Beach, California. Her ability to plan and orchestrate the smooth operation of events with hundreds of attendees and dozens of speakers is now she is well well known as the top seminar host, or with the top seminar hosts in practically every field that you can imagine. She's worked um, not only with Brian Tracy, she worked with Tony Robbins and coordinated his certification event in Maui and other people. She even walked on fire with Tony and she even worked with uh, Financial Destiny and then she worked with Robert Allen and his real estate events and then she went on with Jay Abraham and Harry Pickens and Gary Halbert's newsletter and then she started her own speaker company and now Business Events International manages up to 10 exclusive speaker. she's even worked with Deepak Chopra and she just goes on and on doing amazing amazing things she has uh, worked with press presidents and Olympic athletes and there's so many accolades that I literally could take this entire hour talking about how fabulous Gail is but instead I want you guys all to hear about her yourselves because she is absolutely amazing and I want to hear what she has to say so Gail standing ovation to you welcome to the
3: show
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, Gail, you uh, have quite the bio, and I was hoping that uh, Andrea would not read it all, because if she did, then we do only have a couple minutes to talk at the end of the segment. <laughs> so before we go into uh, the bio, I mean uh, into your journey, and talk about some of the questions I have, you are doing an event coming up in Houston, is that correct? Yes. Um, Ernesto
3: um, has put together a really great event, um, they are global events all over the place. This will be the third one that I'm uh, that I'm going to with him, and I'm super excited. I think this is going to be the best one yet. Speak in Houston, speak in America, and we're going to be in Houston.
1: Well, I think it's quite a coincidence. It's Thanksgiving week, and Ernesto is the second guest, and that you guys are doing an event in Houston. I mean, how could all these stars align so well? <laughs>
3: going to be, it's going to, like, I'll, so we, I'm not going to um, talk about all the things that Ernesto has planned. I'll, I'll let him go through a bunch of that, but it's really, it's really one of the best events if you're a speaker, a trainer, an author, to be able to go to and, and get a lot of the, the pieces that you need in order to market yourself properly to people like me.
1: Well, actually, I did want to ask you all the questions I was going to ask Ernesto and everything about the event so that he would have almost nothing to say. So in the second segment, we could show how speakers (laughs) can actually spontaneously create content. So that would be pretty interesting. But um, I am curious, what actually led you as a child to actually create this life that you have? Because it's it's absolutely not only amazing, but I think a lot of people would be envious that you were able to hang around with people like Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins. And I mean, the list of all the other people are equally impressive, Bill Phillips. So uh, please tell me how that journey started and How it got there?
3: Um. Well, as a child, I'm not really sure. Um, Although my mom was my hero. And (laughs) 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 so, actually, it it was. um, It's been 30 years now in the industry, but a couple of years before that, I had started working in Hawaii and helping run a polo club. And putting on big polo events on the North shore of Oahu every Sunday was like throwing a wedding. So I learned event planning by fire, just jumping right in and figuring out how to throw a polo ball and put together marketing pieces and magazines and dealing with a lot of high profile people. So I've just been super fortunate. And then um, through the polo club, I met someone who worked with Brian Tracy and
0: ended
3: up going to work for Brian and, then Tony, and um, it was really interesting because this, this last week I was in Maui. And that was the very first event, the very first big event that I had ever put together with Tony was in Maui at the hotel, the Marriott Hotel, that I was at this last week. And um, they, the Marriott had flown a bunch of us out there to show us what they've done to the hotels and all that kind of stuff. And there were still people working at the hotel who were there Twenty-eight years ago, thirty years ago, when I was there, so it was kind of cool. It was in nineteen ninety, so it was twenty-eight years ago.
1: That's crazy. So, how did you actually meet Brian Tracy?
3: I met Brian through a friend of mine, um, Dave Pemberton, who was doing a lot of work with him. He introduced me to Brian, and Brian hired me. And that was through all that for a year and a half. Yeah,
1: through all that, you met all these other people, right? one thing led That's to
3: another.
1: Right. Awesome. One
3: thing just led to another.
1: And so, even though it may be a little obvious that it led to another, how how does, how does one uh, get on the Tony Robbins team?
3: I and mean, how does somebody meet Tony Robbins and go to work for him?
1: Yes, yes.
3: Uh, you know, actually, through, through other connections. I mean, you know, life is all about relationships. You know that, Ken, just probably as well as anybody. And, uh, so somebody introduced me to Tony. We talked. They had a state. They had a spot open. You know, there was only I think maybe twelve employees at Robin's Research at that point. And um, so okay. I joined the team with two other ladies, and we started coordinating this program called Certification, which is now which is now called Mastery. And um, yeah, you know, I worked with Tony through all that hyper growth, going into the big building and. La Jolla and and all of that. And uh, so when I left Tony, I went to work for a guy named Robert Allen and helped him for a while. And then when I left Bob, they all helped me start my own business. And so they've all been clients and friends and colleagues ever since. At one point, we had one of the largest speakers bureaus in the country. So we were providing, you know, 40 or 50% of the speakers just for the Inc. 500 conference. Else out, a lot of well, a lot of really big companies,
1: and um, and that was your company just kept rolling, and that was your company. Yes. that's awesome. Well, Kali G, what else is next? I mean, you've done it all. <laughs> <It's>, what's uh, <laughs> what's your game plan for 2019? How do you take it up a notch?
3: Well, you know, I've got i I've got a new book coming out in next year, and we've got a membership site, and and a lot of really cool things coming to really help the industry. I'm I'm committed to making sure that we keep integrity and and good business in this industry and helping speakers get out there more, get on better stages, find the right stages, and be able to make more impact.
1: And this book that's coming out, is it your first one?
3: Um, It is actually the second edition of Speak and Grow Rich. So the original speaking and which Rich was written by a lady named Dottie Walters, who, when I first started my speaker's bureau, um, actually was my mentor. I had read the book, thought it was fabulous. Called her office one day and said, what would it take for me to learn from you? And she told me I could send her 500 bucks and come and spend a day with her in the office, which I did. And she mentored me throughout my whole career. She passed away quite a few years ago, and I have taken on the brand and taken all that timeless wisdom that Dottie has given so many of us over the years, and bringing it into the new electronic age, I guess
1: is a good way to put it. You know, uh, when you say you spent $500, that was a a decision that, I don't know if it was a difficult financial decision, Um, a lot of people, when they're told a certain amount to Meet a mentor or a possible link to your future. It, not everyone takes that to heart or takes advantage of that. It was. Well, five years thought, ago,
3: when I was starting on my own, it was a lot.
1: Yeah, I was. Well, I was going to ask, what if it was a thousand dollars or if it was two thousand, were you still going to do it? Yep, I would
3: have done it no matter what. I would have figured out a way. Yeah. but it was just five hundred bucks was a stretch at that point.
1: Well, I bring up this point because. When Ernesto or anybody's putting an event together and you look at the price tag, you're looking at the cost instead of the investment. And it is so interesting to me in the last six years of watching audiences make decisions based on price instead of actually looking at the value or looking at how it could change their life or looking at how it could free them. And Uh although I wanted to ask you some other questions, uh, I'd like to discuss this for a second. When people are coming into the end of the year and they really want to change their life, what is what is a way of actually looking at 2019 that could actually cause that to happen? And I, and I asked that from a couple standpoints. One, mindset, and then two, about the events they should go to. Um,
3: ask me that again, I'm
1: thinking. Okay, so first of all, the mindset that they have to create so that they actually create a new life for themselves in 2019, which is kind of a Tony mm-hmm. Robbins type of uh, mentality. And then the second one is, how do they pick the right events to go to to actually change their life?
3: Well, I think, you know, with anything, right, it's all about making sure that you're clear in your attention. And I know sometimes for me, I get so much going on in my head that when I stop and start writing things down, even if it's a list, and get it out of my head, I find a lot of clarity. And I do that a lot towards the end of the year. Starting, it gives you a great way to start with a clear path for for the next year. You know, going into January, you get through the clutter of the holidays and, and everything that goes on with seasons and we've kind of named this season Hallow Thankgiveness because everything has been mushed all together around here, but writing things out, you know, what is it that you really want? What are those goals in your personal life first? Because when you can be clear about how you want your personal life to look, it's much easier to figure out what your business life is going to look like. And instead of going the other way around, designing your work and then trying to fit your life into it is a sure way to not have it work out the way you want it to. But when you design your life first and then decide how your work supports that life, it makes a huge difference. And I would say as far as the events go, you know, you have to do the same thing. If you're really looking to, you know, move your speaking career forward because that's what we're talking about and you don't have your materials or everything you have is 10 years old or you've never gotten footage of yourself on stage, you're trying to figure out the best way to get your keynote done, then you should look at it as that like, you know, Speak in America because that's going to give you all of the necessary pieces. Uh, going to something that is going to, you know, that's got a title of make a million dollars in the speaking business will teach you everything in two days, maybe not, won't have as much impact as it's going to cost you a whole lot more. So you, I think you really need to weigh your options and look at the details. Looking at the details of an event is a big thing when you make a decision to go. Not the title it,
1: of the event, but the details it is. of the event. And it's also who's going to be at the event, because Mm -hmm. (coughs) what, you know, Ernesto is going to share how to book yourself to get to this event, but just meeting you and only meeting you with the wealth of information and your Rolodex could be a game changer, a complete uh, life change for 2019, Uh, and you're going to be available to talk to people for the amount of days that you're there for the event. So what is your role at the uh, Houston event? What are you going to be speaking about?
3: Um, my role at the event is, of course, always to be there and, and support Ernesto and, and help create an amazing experience for everybody, but I'm really going to be talking about the business of speaking and what it takes to, you know, work with planners, work with speakers bureaus if that's what you need to do, how to get on the, how to get on the stages and the right stages. Uh, somebody asked me the other day about, you know, well, don't just put me on any stage. You know, it has to be the right audience. If you're working with somebody who's just going to put you on any stage, let's so say they got you on stage, but you're talking about engineering to a group of dental hygienists, what's the point? So you Great. have to make sure that you're mat- matching your message to your audience, and I'm really going to help people with that in finding those audiences.
1: Awesome. Well, I know that Andrea had a couple questions for you, so I'm going to turn the uh-huh. mic over to her. Go ahead, Andrea.
2: Hi Gail. So one of the things that, you know, when when Ken and I are working with authors and speakers who are wanting, you know, more social media and getting the photography from Ken and so forth, one of the things that I hear them asking us about that I want your input is when you're working at an event because they're thinking about doing events for that first time and they're really looking to see how do they go about it in such a way that they aren't going to be making the same mistakes that people in the past have? And I'm sure that you've got some top tips that you have in the book that you have uh, coming out next year and some things that you just know from your you know, general repertoire that you can share with our audience.
3: So you, so are you asking me, like, they're going to put on their own event, they're going to produce their own event? Yeah, so, like,
2: first of all, my first idea would be hire someone like Gail, because she knows what she's doing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll let you take it from there. Okay. Um, there, there's a lot of people out there who who think that putting on events is easy, lucrative, and fun. Elf, you know, is, is how uh, Joe Polish puts that, in, and it should be, but... There's a lot of things involved in putting on an event. And so if you've never done one before, you absolutely need to find a meeting planner. And you need to find somebody, if it's a public event, that is not necessarily a corporate planner. You need to, you need to find somebody to help you who knows how to run a public event. You need to make sure that you actually have an audience, that, that your topic isn't something that you just want to do, but it's something that people have been asking you for so that, you know, you can get some butts and seats you need to have a budget and understand, you know, what what it takes if you're going to have twenty people in the room, or if you want three hundred people in the room because your AV needs all those different things are are a huge piece that people just don't even think about. You know, the fact that your AV could cost you two thousand or fifty um, thousand dollars is a big jump on what kind of an event you're going to have.
1: Well, with that said, what are some of the biggest mistakes people make when they're putting an event together?
3: Biggest mistakes they make when they're going to produce their own event?
1: Yeah, give a couple of the ones that can nah. really break you. I know expenses okay. are one of them.
3: Expense is one of them. Um, not giving yourself enough time for, for a full sales cycle. I'm going to do an event. I'm going to do it next month. I'm going to have 500 people. You need a full, solid 12-week marketing cycle, which means longer than that so that you have your website done, your merchant account in place, and all of those kind of things. I think the biggest, biggest mistake is people thinking that they can just bring an audience, and if they bring the right speakers, that those speakers are going to market their event for them, and that's how they're going to fill it, and that is just not the case. When you bring speakers onto an event, you have a multi-speaker event, and you just expect those people to be filling your event, it's going to be a big mistake. You need to be able to fill your event.
1: Totally agree with you. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to be going to break right now, and we're going to come back in a couple minutes, and we will get this party started again. So see you in a couple minutes.
0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people,
1: and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience
2: of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers
1: on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World,
0: or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now back to Amplify.
1: All right, we are back with Gil Kingsbury, and we have two more questions that are going to be the ones you really want to listen to here. So one question, Gail, is what is another tip of advice that you would have for someone picking the right events? So it's a lot more specific. How, how would you actually recommend for a speaker? Because there's so many events in the world, and you need to make a decision if you're going to leave the house and what that's going to do for you. So what would you say to that? Um, I, I would say when
3: you're, you're looking at those events, it's good to ask some other people. You know, hey, I'm looking to learn this or I need to go and, you know, where am I going to find the best information on boosting my speaking career? And talk to the promoter. I mean, you can, it's fascinating how easy it is to actually get a hold of the people putting on the event and asking them specific questions like, this is where I'm at my career, what what are you going to do for me? If it's not written in their copy, ask a really specific question so you can make a good decision.
1: Very good. And we'll answer it all the time, yeah. With, and with all the events you've been to, I mean, you probably have enough stories to write a book just by that itself. So um, you want to share just something that's happened at an event that really cracked you up?
3: That really cracked me up? Yeah. <laughs> mm, I can't from <laughs> Some of those things I really can't
1: say out loud. But, um... well, well, just leave the nouns out. Just leave all the nouns and names out and only use prepositions.
3: Well, you know what? The, the one that comes to mind is actually, I mean, it, it's, it's funny, but it's, it was really impactful. And I was, I, don't know, I was running an event. It was a big event. There was, I don't know, 1,200 people in the audience. And it was a multi-speaker event. And there was um, a guy on stage. He'd been up there for about 10 minutes. And one of the participants came over to me in the back of the room. I was sitting at the table. He got down on his knees, and the man was literally crying. And he said, Gail, I, whatever this man is selling, I have to have it. I know that this is a person who's going to help my business, and your, your team back here won't sell me it. They won't tell me what are selling, and I need it, and I want it right now. And... That just blew me away. I mean, the person on stage is somebody that I I adore and he constantly is giving great value, but, you know, in that 10 or 15 minutes he'd given somebody so much that they, they had tears in their eyes to purchase whatever else, whatever else they could buy from this guy to learn more. And so I took him over, sold him the the thing, saw him a few years later and he had a, he had a little baby store um, selling baby stuff and it was just a brick and mortar store and Everything that he had learned, he'd gone to every single one of that other person's events and all of his trainings. He had three stores and was doing a couple million dollars a year in online business as well. So, you know, when you're... I love those kind of success stories, right? It's just like people think, oh, it's a pitch best, it's this, it's that, but when you're giving great value and you make such an impact to the audience, that's, that's what it's all about, and and putting those events together for people like that, that's just the juice of it all and seeing them successful.
1: I totally agree. And, you know, even if an event is a pitch fest, you have to look at what type of filter caused the people that are there to be there and spin it into how you create relationships because that event may not be the right event for you, but the people there might be the right people.
3: Right. Well, and, you know, I don't, I don't really appreciate the, the, the term pitch fest Um But when when you have people on stage and they have something to offer, as long as they're giving a ton of value and not saying, Hey, I have twenty steps to get you here, but today I'm only gonna give you two and you're gonna and then later I'll tell you how you can pay me a lot more money to get all the rest, not cool. I have ten things, I'm gonna go through all of them. The more information you give people, the more they're gonna the more the audience will buy. But I think it's kind of your duty in some respects when you only have an hour or an hour and a half on stage to right. give people the opportunity to continue working with you because and, and give them that choice. Because if you're the right person, if you're the right mentor, if you have the right program for those people to move forward in their life, then it's sort of your duty to make sure that you let them know that that's available.
1: Well, that was awesome, Gail. And I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks because, well, actually, it's less than I know. Weeks. It's going to be cool to reunite after that mastermind we, we met at. And boy, you really have done so many cool things. I can't wait to have my twenty nineteen calendar filled with the events you're going to take me to. God bless you. <laughs> Thanks. Looking forward to seeing you too. And that's and that's serious Gail. So thank you for letting that be a serious moment of just taking that in. And with that said, I want to have Andrea introduce Ernesto, and he's going to share about his amazing event as well as the twenty nineteen and Andrea.
2: Well, Ernesto, uh, I've been friends with him for, I don't know, five years now, and he's been an amazing man. Not only has he traveled the world, in fact, if I remember correctly, he's one of the most traveled men in the world uh, as far as um, he has accolades, people following him, wanting to know where he's at. He probably has a map like Santa, where in the world is Ernesto now? Ernesto has done so many amazing things over the last 20 years. He's not only a professional, but he has presented, he's trained, he's keynoted to uh, audiences of a hundred different nationalities. He's provided, you know, people with um, the poise and experience to deal with any cultural aspect that you could possibly think of, and he's been 10,000 of the uh, largest audiences that he's presented to. Um, he's just absolutely amazing. He speaks and he's fluent in three different languages and he has over 17 years experience in the Middle East dealing with multiple industries. Again, he's so amazing. I want to get him on right away so he can talk about what he's doing right now that's going to impact all of you in the world. Ernesto, I can't wait to talk to you again. Come on.
4: Hi, Andrea. Uh, great to be here with you guys. Very excited to Uh, to hear what uh, Gail was talking about. I feel so proud that uh, right now we're partnering because I think she's just an amazing lady. And
1: uh, I think what we're putting together is just awesome. Well, I agree, and I think uh, it's a testament because she works with the top people in the world, and she's very excited about working with you, so I can't wait to, uh, to see both of you in Houston. So why don't we talk about this event? How... How did you come up with this event, why did you come up with this event, and how can people get to the event? Well, I
4: think, uh, I think it was just uh, because of observation. I mean, I, um, uh, after being a speaker for a number of different years, I also became an event uh, promoter and event organizer in about 12 years ago. And uh, I started doing events in Dubai. I started bringing a lot of international speakers to Dubai. And uh, what happened is at the beginning, everybody was like, well, why should I want to go to Dubai? I mean, Dubai was unknown. So I mean, I, I when I arrived to Dubai in 1993, it was only sand. I had the opportunity to see it grow from, uh, you know, a, a basically a sand pit to one of the most incredible metropolis in the world. And uh, right now, of course, everybody wants a piece of Dubai. I mean, Beyonce and, uh, all the superstars want a piece of Dubai. So right now, uh, because of course people know that I do events in Dubai, I get contacted by speakers regularly, uh, just telling me, uh, well, you know, can you bring me to Dubai? Can you bring me to Dubai? Can you bring me to Dubai? And then I said, well, I don't know if I can bring you to Dubai. Would you be so kind in sharing with, with me, uh, your, uh, speaker mediator would you be so kind in sharing with me uh uh reel or something that i can see and then some some of the speakers what they do is they uh send me some videos as uh, what gail was saying i mean uh, that are in the wrong format i mean they are in four three instead of sixteen nine which is the square instead of the um rectangle and uh i mean the videos uh, right now I mean, for example in those days they were thin and they have hair and right now you see them and they're fat <laughs> they have and they have no hair, and you say, "My goodness!" I mean, they—they they are uh, their stuff is uh, so old; it's just uh, absolutely terrible. And then their their uh, speaker media kits—it's like a shrine to their ego. I mean, it's your I am so fabulous, and I am so incredible, and I am the best in the world, and whatever. And I said, "Well, that's just something that I cannot use to uh, to sell a speaker in a marketplace." So, because of seeing all the mistakes that. A large amount of the speakers uh, do, and this is something that is just not only for uh, newbie speakers, but I mean some of the some of the speakers that have been already on the on the circus already for a while, their marketing absolutely sucks, and this is exactly the reason why uh, I started uh, putting these uh, these kinds of events, and it's, it's been it's been an um, uh, interesting process. This is actually going to be the eleventh event that we're actually doing and uh, of course from the um, it is completely different from what it was the first one to what it is right now and uh, right now i mean i think we have an uh, outstanding team and uh, it's just a matter of uh, of uh, time before it just uh, takes off really nicely because of course now people are starting to understand the power and the importance of learning speaker marketing which is very different than learning how to speak most people, what they do is they go to events where they pay a lot of money so that they can teach them how to speak on the platform. But the problem is they come out of these events and then they cannot get event uh, speaking uh, speaking gigs because they do not know how to do that and This is exactly the part two of that uh, event that they that they teach you how to speak and it 's perfect for people which are very experienced but possibly they have obsolete marketing assets or their marketing assets are not, uh, uh, you know, I mean, they're not, um, I mean, they're not perfect anymore. I mean, they're already a little bit obsolete. Or it's also very good for for, uh, speakers which are just getting started that want to get uh, everything ready so
1: that they can start uh, uh, getting into different platforms. Well, I will say that uh, if we don't give credit, If we don't give credit to our lovely Captain Lou Edwards and Mike Same for actually creating the Marketers Cruise, I don't know if we'd have the relationship and the the amount of frequency. I remember the first year I met you and found out you had been to 176 countries. I I thought, my goodness, is this what this whole cruise is? A bunch of world travelers and come to find out you were one of the very, very few, not just on the cruise, but in the world that have been to so many countries. So I was so excited to meet you meet you there. I know that uh you were sharing a lot about how uh you discern whether someone's right to be at your event. Can you tell people how to get to register at your event and what code they may need to reference the show or whatever so that they can be there.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We us? Yeah, you can go to you can go to uh, uh triple W. <laughs> I don't know if you still have to say that or not, but I mean triple or W W W, whatever you want to say important dot click forward slash amplify and uh, that was just uh, already referenced the uh, the uh, radio show and uh, there you can go Uh, right now the event is happening from the third of uh, from the section second of second of uh december to the seventh of december so it's coming up very soon we're actually Right now we're, uh, 95% fully booked. We have, uh, because of course we were going to have the radio, um, presentation. We said, well, you know, we can possibly take one or two more people, <laughs> but we're almost fully booked. Uh, it's been, a very interesting, uh, experience just to see because it's actually the first, it's going to be the first time that we're doing this in the, uh, in the U.S. We have been doing this, uh, in Dubai, in Egypt that you, you were in Egypt, you were in Dubai same with Andrea. Uh, we have done it in uh, in uh, Muscat, we have done it in Bahrain, we have done it in Thailand, in the Bahamas, uh, in a uh, number of different places in Europe, in Amsterdam, in uh, Madrid, and right now is the first time that we're doing it in the U.S., and uh, we're thrilled with the response. I mean, um, the people are really understanding why this is so critical. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if you are interested, by all means, uh, register ASAP, because we're getting absolutely fully booked and we're getting close um, to the event as soon as possible.
1: Yes, we are. And I'm excited about the fact that you're going to be sharing your story and your journey of how you decided that this was your why and how you create smiles by, uh, and also solve problems and create abundance for speakers because of the knowledge and the relationships they get as well as the uh, connections you give them to actually get on stages. So tell us about how you started your journey on this? At what point did you realize that you wanted to be a world traveler and a speaker? Well,
4: the, uh, I think, um, first of all, in the, in the world traveler, uh, in the world traveling, my, my dad was a big world traveler and he got me the travel book since I was very, uh, young. I had the opportunity to travel with him, uh, to several places when I was little and also with my parents. Uh, and of course, I mean, that was already a good part of my, um, uh, DNA, but then afterwards, uh, my big love is aviation. I am a, I'm a private pilot, and uh, I love flying. And one of my dreams was to work for an airline. But then, uh, when I was actually, you know, trying, I mean, I was not even uh, I was not even finished in uh, in school. I went to see uh, a seminar by a gentleman called Jim Ron. And he was actually also the mentor from Tony Robbins and the mentor from uh, many other people. I mean, he's one of the most inspiring people I think have ever existed. And he mentioned something that for me was very interesting. He said, well, you know, uh, same as Tony Robbins was sitting once here as an an audience member, he basically said, well, you know, somebody's going to get the speaking switch turned on. And uh, I basically felt that he was talking to me. I mean, obviously, there were 400, 500 people in the audience, but I felt that he was talking to me. I mean, I was fascinated by the by the industry of speaking, and then I was uh, really trying to find out if there was a way in order for me to, uh, you know, I mean, speak and travel. That was, for me, the biggest passion. And then I uh, said, well, you know, it would be great to become a trainer for an airline. And uh, I pursued that uh, uh, that dream. I was uh, rejected 47 times before I was actually hired. I was the first non-Dutch to be hired by uh, uh, the headquarters of KLM Royal Dutch Airlines, and uh, I became their uh, their trainer. Uh, I first of all I, I first of all was hired because I was going to be training people in Latin America. Then uh the economy was not doing very good in Latin America. So it was just about the times of the uh, first Gulf War. And they said, well, you know, we need a single guy to go train the people in the Middle East. And, well, who else do we take? Let's take just, let's take Ernesto. And they just sent me to, they just sent me to the Middle East. And I was, uh, I was based in Dubai for a number of years. I was responsible for training uh, everywhere in the Middle East, from Bangladesh to Cyprus, Uh, then afterwards I took Africa, Europe, Asia, and then finally, just before I finished my uh, airline career, uh, I had also Latin America. So I did the entire world and it is because of speaking and training that I managed to go to over 120 countries, uh, training and, uh, yeah, it's been uh, an incredible experience. And, and I, 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 keep on always saying, you know what, I mean, I think speaking is one of those, uh, incredible professions First of all, that as long as you will be able to talk, you will be able to uh, keep on profiting from it. So if you could be ninety-nine years old and keep on speaking, I mean, Sig uh, Sigler and uh, many of the other speakers, uh, they have. Um, I mean, even Napoleon Hill also spoke <laughs> until uh, late in his uh, late in his in, in his life. And, uh, of course, it's one of the, I think it's the only profession in the world that will give you the possibility of going everywhere and getting paid to travel the world. And this is exactly what
1: my passion is and what I try to teach people because it's just incredible. Well, let's talk a little bit about what people will benefit by coming to your event. So what are some of the things that people think that is going to make them successful as a speaker, but that you actually uh, help correct? Because I've seen you. Are on the stage really care about mentoring people so that they actually don't make the mistakes that a lot of speakers make well um, I think
4: the most valuable uh, the most valuable uh, thing amongst all the other ones because I mean it's very difficult just to isolate what's going to be one of the most uh, valuable things is I mean this event is fifty uh, fifty uh, education on how how to, I mean, you know, how to get yourself speaking gigs, which is how to, how to build a pipeline so that you are getting constant speaking gigs. I mean, you see, one of the problems that I keep on finding with speakers is that they're looking for, quote, unquote, speaking opportunities. Speaking opportunities, if somebody comes and tells you, hey, do you have any speaking opportunity for me? How does that sound? For me, it sounds like, well, you know, this guy's unemployed and he wants me to do something for him. <laughs> that's not how you want to see. I mean, professional speakers, they have a uh, pipeline with event uh, after event after event. I mean, when I was, uh, when I was younger and I wasn't married and they, I didn't have kids, I was traveling over 320 days a year. Right now, that's not really what I want. So, But, I mean, I know how, I know how you can actually get yourself booked constantly, constantly. You can just get event after event after event. And this is the education. So the education is how to have a, a constant pipeline so that you are not looking for speaking opportunities so that you can have, you know, regularly uh, the possibility of getting speaking opportunities. That, so that's the first thing. Now, in order for you to do that, you require uh, marketing assets. The biggest mistakes that people do when thinking of creating their marketing assets is they create a website. And this website, normally they call it theirname.com and in this website they have a blog and they have articles and they have videos and they have social media and they have uh you know their their products and their different trainings and all sorts of things i mean it's a, it's a, it's a highly robust um page that has all sorts of information so that it will be linked to an seo and it always talks about how incredible they are and uh, most of their content is directed towards the Uh, end consumer, and that's one of the biggest mistakes that most speakers do. I mean, uh, there's two different target markets that you need to have in mind when you're a speaker. First of all is the end consumer, which is going to be your target audience, and second is going to be the event planner or the event event organizer, like me or Gail. If you send me your your, uh, website, which is specifically created for your target audience, I'm going to take a look at it, and within A fraction of a second, I'm just going to click delete, and I am not interested. Not because your content's bad, but because that's something that I cannot use to promote you. So that's absolutely useless for me. So basically what we do is we show you how you can create specifically a proper uh, speaker media kit so that you will be more attractive to speaker, uh, to, to, to event planners and event promoters. And the other thing, which I think is one of the most important assets that you need to have, is you need to have a proper um, uh, promotional reel or uh, show reel, so that you will be able to uh, be attracted to th- to them. I mean, it is it is a little bit like a, a flirting situation. I mean, if you suddenly send me a website with so much content, I mean, it's like if you're na- if you're taking na- if you're uh, sending naked pictures on the first contact. That's just not something that you do. I mean, you have to be little by little. You have to go slowly, slowly. So you have to show a nice short video where you will uh, tell me what your beliefs are, how you help people, how you can help me, um, you know, help my, my audience, and, you know, start de- developing the relationship. So that's, that's the important thing. It's, as, as uh, Gail was saying, it's very simple to get in touch with, uh, with event organizers. What is not simple is knowing how to communicate with them so that they would like to hire you. And that's basically what uh, what we are doing in this event. I mean, people come here, and I think it's a cathartic event here because people come with the idea that they're going to be, you know, re-emphasizing their ego and how incredible they are, and then suddenly they come humbled because they say, "Oh my goodness, now I understand that it is because of humbleness and it is because of understanding the industry that I'm gonna for, uh, that I'm gonna further my career, not just because of showing that I am, you know, the best uh, the best thing as first sliced breath." If that makes sense.
1: Oh, it totally does. And, you know, I wanted to actually address that when you're on stage, that the first day, obviously, you're not going to show the naked pictures, but if you are going to be there for all four days, you're going to see a lot of naked pictures. Is that correct?
4: Now we're talking about naked pictures. (laughs) But possibly (laughs) what's the wrong metaphor? (laughs) What was your question again? (laughs)
1: Yeah. So the question is, uh, when you actually go to this event in Houston, you're going to learn a lot of actually valuable aspects of how to be a professional speaker. But you're going to take people around the United States and even uh, the European area next year. So what does this journey look like and how does this turn them into a speaker that gets on stage a lot of times?
4: Well, you, you know, I mean, it, it, uh, it depends on what you have in mind. I think, like in everything, you have to have a clear idea of what you want. I mean, most speakers want to get, an, uh, want to get in front of, of uh, stages without really understanding what they're doing. I mean, I think what is very important is um, speakers need to understand the industry, which I think that's, what, uh, that's where Gail and I connect very well, because we always say, well, you know, most speakers do not really understand the speaker industry they're so focused into their ego me 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 i am just incredible i am just the best thing in the world that they forget that there's an entire that there's an entire industry behind uh, that they need to understand how to uh work out this um this uh industry so that they will be able to further their careers so two of the big issues here happening in the states is the US in my eyes is the most fierce and most competitive market for speakers in the world some of the best speakers in the world are based in this country so if you i mean using the uh, blue ocean red ocean strategy i mean just trying to you know make uh, you know make a name for you in the uh, in the US it's very hard very very hard i mean you need to be incredibly talented incredibly talented however if you Go uh abroad, you have infinite possibilities of actually having a very nice and a very lucrative career now, the moment that you go out of the states and start um you know speaking in in other countries when you come back to the state sorry when you come back to the states you instantly uh you instantly become a more valuable speaker because now you're an international speaker so mm-hmm. The whole point is uh, from from this event, for example, uh, here in the states, is we're bringing people from abroad to the states. But now we're also trying to take people from the states to go to Europe, to go uh, to to um, uh, different places, so that they will get a taste of what speaking internationally is all about. And uh, that's that's uh, the whole idea. So the the idea is to to they can come over here. And then possibly they can also get some assets and some videos recorded, not only here, but also they can do it in Europe, or they can do it in Dubai. And uh, then they can already start working on their marketing uh, on their marketing uh, assets, which I think is just one
1: of the very important uh, parts of being part of this event. I totally agree with you. And Ernesto, there's actually some amazing points you just brought up. So one is that speakers are not clear of how they bring value to the host or the promoter to actually get booked for more events. So if the speaker is bringing value and content and, and everyone's raving about how great the event was, that's securing them for future events. And if they're making lots of money for the promoter and the host of the event, that's another way to do that. And a lot of speakers just think that what they have in their head or their heart is going to translate into that, and they don't necessarily catch that. And when you're an author, you get that rude awakening that you're not selling books, so maybe you're not the next best thing to slice bread. So I, I really appreciate you bringing that point up. And with regard to the marketing assets, if you do not have marketing assets that Ernesto is going to help you provide and also critique them so that they actually land you in the right type of jobs, you're really going to be on a treadmill just, very frustrated and not knowing why you're not getting books. So I can't express enough what Ernesto just said is that he is going to help you when you go to his event, find out how you bring value to the promoter and the host so that you will get future bookings and also how to have the right marketing material so that when people see it in about five seconds, they see you're professional. So Ernesto, that was, that was a home run with that. And I I, I know that we don't have a lot of time for rapid fire, so I want to make sure that people know how to get to the website, how to book. And even though you don't have a lot of slots, it's very important that people know how to book um, their speaking experience with you for next year. Would, would you share the website, and would you also share some of the places you're going to be next year?
4: Uh, yes, you can You can go once again to uh, important.click forward slash amplify, uh, obviously, right now we are just uh, about to close this uh this event, but as soon as we close this event later on i mean if you're listening to this uh, uh to the recording of this um, uh, radio uh, call what we 're going to do is we 're going to change the link so that you can actually register for the uh upcoming events we are doing uh, dubai we are doing um, Europe, which is going to be Madrid and Barcelona. It's going to be two places. And we're going to come back again here to speak in America. And while we are here, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting event here because we're going to be, uh, uh, incredible, incredible team. And I think then Gail and I possibly might decide if it is uh, feasible to do one more event. These events, as uh, Gail was saying, you have to give yourself, uh, a long marketing, uh, you know, Period, so that you will be able to, to have them filled up. And I am I am guilty of not having done that. I mean, I've been uh, doing a number of events, and then you know, I mean, especially when you are uh, when you are uh, trying to get exactly the right people, it requires it requires some marketing time. So yeah, we're going to have three, possibly four uh, events next year. So on that link, that's uh, important. forward slash amplify. And uh, then uh, you, you will be able to see the, uh, the different events which are going to be happening next year and in the future.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. We do have a couple minutes. The, uh, the producer just let me know that he does want to do the rapid fire. So if we could do super, super quick questions and answers. We're going to start with Ernesto and then go to Gail. I'll ask the first question. What is your favorite country you've been to?
4: My favorite country, I would say South Africa.
1: Okay. Gail? Andre, you want to ask the next question?
2: Yes. Um, what is your favorite quote, Ernesto?
4: My favorite quote. Well, I have so, have <laughs> so many that one right now got me on a, on a freeze, uh, uh, freeze frame. But I think one that I keep on repeating to myself is uh, said by Tony Robbins: "For things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better."
1: That's fantastic, and. Uh, What is your favorite event that you've been to?
4: My favorite event that I've been to? I've been to so many events. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the marketer's cruise that we have on, I think it's one of my always favorites. I've been there to, to several of them. Uh, I would also say, uh, well, I mean, I also had the opportunity to to uh, work in in uh, with with Tony for a number of years, and uh, I mean, the the um, date with destiny was just. Uh, I have I've done it a number of different times, and uh, life mastering those dates were incredible. I mean, I really really enjoyed them because I've done them three, four, five times, and they were just amazing.
1: <laughs> awesome, I agree, Andrea.
2: Ernesto you always are really good at finding out what the new trends are for tips what's one really hot one
1: quick tip what's the
4: what's a good really what's what are the uh, some of the really cool trends coming up well I um, I am just starting to work on my on my trends presentation which I do every year and right now one of the things which I think are going to be very interesting which I think is just very I mean it's it's I do not know it's, uh, if it's going to be really relevant for us as entrepreneurs, but I just think it's just well, weird how. Yeah, it's just it's just very weird how how they get combined. Uh, right now, uh, mobile—I mean, you know—driverless uh, cars are going to start happening, and I think they're also going to become like uh, you know two-three-hour motels, if you know what I mean.
1: And that's I think, is something that is is going to happen before you know it. <laughs> totally agree. So. Uh, what is the book that changed your life? Just real quickly.
4: What is the book that changed my life? Uh, well, it's called the uh, short, uh, so it's called Brief History of Everything by Ken Wilber. One of my favorite books ever.
1: Awesome. Well, I will say this, Ernesto, I am so looking forward to seeing you in Houston. It's so cool that the Markers Cruise and all the events we've done since then has created this nice friendship and uh, being a part of the Key Absolutely. Valley, uh, chapter is going to be really cool. And Gail, I know that uh, you are going to hear this later. So thank you so much for being on the show and bringing all your experience to the show and to this event with Ernesto. This is Ken Rashan with the Umbrella Syndicate and Big Events USA with co-host Andrea Adams Miller of the Red Carpet Connection. We look forward to the key smiling movement reaching Houston in about a week or so and, and growing that much more. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it
0: right now. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.